He's the owner of the most educated feet in professional wrestling. Some would call him the professor. Some might call him infamous. We call him the host of the show. And I mean, <laughs> folks, where's the lie? It's time for the Undisputed Podcast with Bobby Fish. And we're back on a brand new blurry edition of the Undisputed Podcast. We got D Scott in the one corner. We got Boom Boom, the body snatcher. The colony nightmare. <laughs> Mr. Good Times, the infamous one, Bobby Jackfish. Oh, yes, yes. And our guests today, these two gentlemen have a, a, a burgeoning wrestling school opening up uh in orlando florida correct jamie stanley koa the hawaiian warrior now correct yes sir was it always the hawaiian warrior or hawaiian something else was the moniker before it was the flying hawaiian for us like a solid nine go. years and then oh. finally i was like all right done with that we need to move he, on he did yeah, really well as the he did really well as the Hawaiian pizza boy for a little bit too. <laughs> that's guy, you know. Check the I Wikipedia mean, that's, page. That's right. <laughs> Listen, we can't all have great names like Jerk Jackson. You know, there's only there's only room for one of those. Well, so uh, both of these gentlemen, uh, professional wrestlers in their own right. Um, Guys, how long, uh, respectively, e- each of you, how long you've been working? This is year number five for me. Okay. Uh, it'll be uh, 17 this fall for me. Wow. Holy shit. Yes. <laughs> well, um, I, I, I love the, uh, I love the ambition. And I love, I love the idea of uh, the wrestling school um i think it's sorely needed um i I think our our industry has um gotten away from much of what's you know at at one time it was founded upon and and some of these things uh you know everything has to evolve um but i think some of the things that have been uh discarded you know could could definitely um should find their way back and again this is only my opinion um but i I think some things that that uh hurt our business these days are things that are missing from years past and um i i think we just you know when the the uh cat was let out of the bag so to speak um i think it's just gotten to a point now where where some of it um you know it, it it hurts the business and uh, so for, for you guys, uh, I know two guys that, that have been uh, trained properly um, opening a school. Like I just, I, I got to support what you're doing, you know, as somebody that, that spent uh, 20 some odd years in this industry, man, uh, I think what you're doing is admirable and sorely needed. Well, thank you, man. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely a huge undertaking. I mean, it, it's really... We're, I mean, we're flying by the seat of our pants right now. We, we thought that we'd still be looking for 
um, a facility at this point. But not only are we fully moved into one, but we have our soft opening coming up this next week. So uh, to say that we are just, man, trying to hold on to the reins and, and ride this thing, it's like we're, we're riding the lightning right now. So that'd be an understatement. But yeah, it's been an amazing blessing to uh, just see everything come together, all of the awesome um, support and the generosity from not only com the community, but people all over in the, in the entire industry. So it's, it's going to be a big thing and it's definitely a group effort and it's going to take a village to, to get this thing off and, and running. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, I, and I, I definitely agree with Bobby as far as, um, you know, how the business has kind of transitioned in the past, we'll say 10 years or so. I feel like that that's been the biggest shift in that time frame, And I think, pulling the curtain back a little bit more as much as it, it helped our business, it hurt it in other areas. And I think on the independent scene is specifically it's, it's where it's been hurting. And the reason for that is because we pulled the curtain back and more people, not that it's necessarily a bad thing, but I'll, I'll elaborate a little bit on it. More people can see what we do and go, I can do that. Mm -hmm. And then more people find their way in the business, which I'm perfectly fine with. I don't care what your background is. I don't care, you know, what type of upbringing you had. Like, I think that there's a place for everybody in the wrestling business if this is what you want to do. But then the problem is it's now mixed to where I look at it as here's independent wrestling. And in my opinion, here's professional wrestling. And there's the mix of people that want to be weekend warriors. And that's perfectly fine. If that's your dream and your, your, your aspirations, that's perfectly fine. But we're mixed. It's essentially like somebody that wants to play professional football and they're joining a beer flag football league and they're mm -hmm. getting mixed in the same league. And that's, that's not it for everybody. Right. So because the curtain's been kind of pulled back and more people have found their way in, whether they were trained properly or not, or they, or not at all, you know, they found their way in. And I think that's exactly where, you know, maybe you're, you're speaking about as far as where the quality of training has now kind of tampered off because then they're not getting quality training and then they're training other people. And then it's just, a, it's a cycle. Yeah. It, it's definitely a, a continuation. Dennis, uh, Frank, what what are your thoughts here in this as as two guys that you know more or less um, watch wrestling? You you you're not on the other side of the curtain uh, per se. Um, thoughts, if you have any. <laughs> of course we do. Kind of questions or stare at blankly. Of course we have thoughts. Yeah, no, I, I, I want to hear them. <laughs> well, it goes back to the conversation we had last week with Danny Birch. How do you guys decipher fans coming in and teaching fans, like turning into a fan fest, and guys who actually want and girls who actually want to do what you guys do? Because watching on TV, it doesn't look easy to me. I don't have any aspirations of doing it. But how do you guys like we? How do you guys work with guys who you know have only been in the business for a year and don't have the same training you have? I will defer to my head trainer Keiko on that because I'm sure that he has uh, had to had to deal with that a lot, and and I've had to deal with it recently. And the problem, uh, the issue that I, I'm running into specifically, because even though you know it, uh, Jamie has hired me as his head trainer, which I was, you know, again like more than 
you know, taken back by because it's a very nice gesture because Bobby can relate to this and, and he can, uh, you know, attest to this. Your wrestling school is always going to come down to your name. It's going to be who's, who's training you. Do they have a reputable background? And if you have a reputable background, that essentially, again, opens the door for everything else. So the problem that I run into, even though I have the experience, even though I have, uh, you know, the recommendations, we'll say, from higher ups and people that have been doing this that have a name themselves and say, oh, yeah, Kikoa knows what he's doing. You know, he'll, he'll be able to help you with this and that, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. I know that I don't have the name value in the independent scene to most places that may not know who I am or fans may not know who I am. So I don't have the, essentially the pull in those instances when I am working with somebody that doesn't have as much experience or wants to be a weekend warrior where I can say like, hey, you know what? I, I don't think I'm necessarily comfortable because then it, it might be taken in the wrong way. So you have to essentially kind of do your best, put on a smile work with them as much as you can because maybe they do want to work there or maybe they just been misguided. There's so many different avenues that I've learned from different wrestlers and their stories and, and whatnot. So it's try to be a little bit open-minded, but you know, at the same time you have to guide them in that direction. And again, sometimes it's it's just, you're all on two different paths, but you got put in for that night. So you got to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and having to figure it out is really what, what it, uh, what it comes down to, you know, no, no single one of us is going to change the uh, direction of, of the industry as a whole. Um, But I, I, like, I'll say this, I was trained there. There are people who aren't necessarily the same name value as, you know, let's say a Ric Flair, but um, know this business and, and they know how to, how to do this business and how to pass it on correctly. And I was fortunate enough to be trained by a guy that fits that mold, Tony DeVito, who Tony might not have the Ric Flair name value, but Tony trained me. I couldn't have asked for, for a better um, training. And, and that, that has allowed me to go to Japan. It's allowed me to work for every, you know, and, and I'm not rolling out my resume here, but I've worked, you know, every place that I could have wanted to work or that wanted to work um, at some point. So very happy with my career. And I owe that to Tony DeVito. Um, so it's it's possible. It's out there. I get, you know, the the issue is this business is a dirty business. And, and this is not, mm-hmm. you know come on here and let's bash the business hour, but it's just, it's got carny roots and there's some, you know, people in it that, that don't, you know, have, uh, let's say they've got questionable morals, values, whatever you want to call it. Um, and at the end of the day, we're all trying to make a buck, I guess. Uh, and some people will, will take advantage of, of the ignorant or the naive, etc. So you gotta be careful with going with somebody who, you know, so one of the ways of preventing that is to make sure the the person is is has name value, somebody you know. Um, but I don't think that that's a a, a black and white truth necessarily. And I think Kakoa no, falls yeah. into that category of being a capable uh, person and a capable trainer and capable at at wrestling. And that's very much who I was trained by. It was Tony DeVito? It was the same thing. And it's. It's it, you gotta be careful with the the ones that are out there just trying to make a buck and they don't really know their asshole from their elbow. 
you know what I mean? And and they're just yeah. trying. So then that's where the name value kind of protects you, gives you a little bit of insurance. Um, but it's not the end all be all. So, so no, and I definitely I definitely agree. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. I didn't mean to rake your eyes there, Jamie, but uh, um <laughs> I, 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 I do them, I do agree. <laughs> I, I do agree as uh, you know, it, it's not the end all be all, which is why if, if I thought it was the end all be all, I, I wouldn't be in the position that I am today. I wouldn't have accepted it because I would have said, Hey, I'm not, I'm not your guy, you know, move on. I'm so passionate about helping change the direction of the business because of the carny stuff that's been happening because of the people that are trying to make a buck. And I'm sure that you've seen this because I know I've seen it. It's, it's guys that even, even with the name value, they stand on the side, they text on their phone, and then they go, yep, that's yeah. good. But they're not really paying attention. I'm not saying that yeah. it's all schools, but there's so many different levels of even though it was a name, did you really get trained properly? Is mm-hmm. the name meaning anything anymore as far as from a level? There's so many different values, and it's all subjective at the end of the day. But something that it, yeah, I know that I'm so confident in is fundamentals, basics, and old and things that again aren't really being taught that need to get passed on that still Mm -hmm. need to get held on to and those Mm -hmm. are the areas that i'm confident in and i think that that's what's going to take especially house of champions because once we you know again start putting out you know quality students quality workers and then that name value starts to come up now it's the now it's the business you know my mm-hmm. name value is going to go up in that instance the house of champions name is going to go up in that instance so that's where i'm confident as far as our future and i think even from a marketing standpoint branding standpoint appearance where our level of expectations is so high it's going to mm-hmm. weed out the people that are just trying to come in and make a buck or trying to be you know, a one-off, they're going to realize they're not in the house that they thought that they should be in. Right. So, so I was going to uh, put Keiko over, but he uh, interrupted Unfortunate. me. Unfortunate. So I'm not going to do he that. He stepped on it. So <laughs> he doesn't deserve it, Jamie. Last, last time I did Just take it away from him, but yeah. you can yeah. always put me over. I'm oh, no, always I accepting. No, I will. But just, just going back to, you know, the whole name value and, you know, don't let him shortchange himself because, of course, you know, he hasn't been on weekly WWE television or anything like that. But he's known in the industry. Everybody knows who Keiko mm-hmm. is. Maybe I know him. Maybe because he's the only living Hawaiian warrior still. Because in the end, there can only be one. It's like Highlander. Or, you know, because he's been all, he's been all around. You know, he, he, he his 17 years. I mean, that's more than triple than yeah. a lot of us have been doing. So, and I... I had people lined up with good name value that I could have brought in for trainers. But at the same time, I looked at what we are trying to embody at the house of champions, which is, you know, a championship mindset, which embodies greatness and excellence and doing things the right way. Fundamentals, old school psychology, technique, all of those things. And, you know, just, you know, being a, a good friend of Keiko is for, you know, good five years now and seeing his work and you know talking philosophy and um, all the things with him he, he just seemed like such a good fit and if you give me a guy with it like we talked about earlier a guy with name value who puts in so-so effort or a guy you know has been around and it's a, a great you know not in a negative connotation but for more or less a journeyman who has seen all of it who is still so passionate so willing to share 
and give back to, you know, the next generation or the, the current generation, I'll take that guy any day because then like a name value only gets you so far, but integrity and the, the things that you really do that are going to set us apart. That's, that's what I was looking for. And that is hundred percent what Keiko embodies. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I think it comes down to the person period. Um, and if you, that, that these are the, the values and the things that you see and you know of this person, like, that's it. That's a, That's enough. Like you are the, this is your school. So that's all the, uh, the resume that's needed. So Jamie, I got to ask then why now, why, um, a wrestling school? You said you're five years in, um, working independence. Yeah. Um, yeah. who, who, who trained you? Where, uh, where did you train? Yeah, so I, I started originally in Nashville, trained under uh, Wolfie D. I'm sure you remember oh, him. Yes, PG thirteen. PG thirteen days. Yep. Okay. Him and Jamie Dundee. So this <laughs> is a great, great mind, great worker, great teacher. He was only able to teach me for a little bit because he had to to move and go do other things. So after that, it was kind of a hodgepodge of trainers. Um, went up to Clarksville, Tennessee to train at uh, Tried and True with uh, Crimson and Bram for a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Moved down to Florida during the pandemic and trained at Devon's for a little bit and um, trained over in Tampa a little bit as well with Chris Silvio. Um, so I've been around to a lot of different schools and I've, I've seen, you know, what I like and I've seen things that you know maybe I would do differently. So, okay. The, the, the one thing that I really, I guess, I thought that there's such a gaping hole is like there's not a place like any other professional sport. You know, if there's a if there's a college uh, facility, they have everything all there. You know, they have the field where they can go and practice. They have the weight room where they can go and, and you know, work on the, their fitness. They have the recovery room with the ice bats and, you know, a personal trainer to get them healed and things like that. Wrestling for all intents and purposes is it's either, you know, a, a ring in a, uh, a pole barn with a dirt floor or, you know, like a, a storage facility, or it's just so <laughs> carny. Like you said, it's so backwoods. It's, it's, I mean, right. <laughs> the wrestling industry is a billion dollar industry, you know, with WWE mm-hmm. signing that, uh, the TV deal with Fox, like why, why are we still so far back in, you know, the, the stone age when it comes to our training? So basically I came together and I was like, you know, I, I, I wish, I wish that there was something like that where there isn't every other sport. So I was like, Hey, you know what? Why don't I create something that I wish that I had when I broke into a business, which is a good, safe, full size, clean ring to go and train in with a good reputable trainer that has been around and then knows what he or she is doing. And also why not put a gym in there where you can go and get your workout, you can go and get your recovery, you know, whether it's like a, a cold plunge or an infrared sauna or stretching or mobility exercises or body work. And why are they not teaching us about the business of the pro wrestling business? Like, why are they just teaching us to do a headlock and a hip toss? Why aren't they teaching you how to talk to a promoter? Why aren't they teaching you how to present yourself as a business and market yourself and put together a highlight reel and go and send these tapes to people and go and show up at these shows or how to, how to build a ring. All they're basically saying is, Hey, you want to show up for this, these two hours, I'll show you some moves and then good luck. So what we wanted to do is build pro wrestlers from the ground up a lot like what the WWE is doing, you know, with their, their, uh, uh, their PC performance center, yeah. yeah, with their performance center, but 
a great thing about this is you don't have to be signed to WWE to do it. All you need to do is have a dream and have the work ethic and the hard work to realize it and make it happen and create your own legacy. Okay. Well, I mean, that was the the little bit of um, scuttlebutt I heard from you when when uh, I don't remember where the independent was that we were we were on um, together. But after hearing like a similar short spiel, um, I was like, man, how could I not be uh, supportive of this? So, like, I think what you're doing is you're taking that WWE Performance Center model. Dennis, is that? Um, we got a like phone. I moved my phone. Yeah, but if I don't know. If your I'm phone is... the feedback. No, if your phone's near your laptop, you're gonna want to move that. And yeah, I, I I got like I mean, how far away? Like down the hall. No, <laughs> like, not, yeah. not that far. Yeah, yeah you really someone's door and just say, "Here, can you hang on to this for a few right, minutes?" Hold on, I'm gonna get it even further away. Throw it at your pillows. Okay, now it's really far away. Is it gone? Sounds better. Yeah, I think it's gone. Yep. Okay. Uh, anyway, so like I was saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I think you're taking that model. Um, WWE made it, you know, Performance Center like a college for wrestling. And uh, this is, you know, what you're attempting to do is make um, a, a, a college for independent wrestling. Um, and, you know, we, we've all come from similar places between the three of us. And um, I think that that's admirable as all hell and uh i would have loved something like that like you you say train you know devito had a ring in a warehouse i mean we, we did what we had to do um there was one summer where it was in his backyard and we still you know you got in the reps the way that you could get him and so i think your idea of having it with a gym attached and all that it's it's very much like i think the evolution of things it's similar to like you know, I train martial arts and if you're going to fight MMA, like you want to try to find a, a one-stop shop if you can, uh, it's not always possible. Um, and that's what I think, you know, I'm hearing your words, is what you're trying to create with House of Champions. And, uh, you know, that's a huge undertaking. So I just applaud the, the effort regardless, but, um, Man, I would I would love nothing more than to see this thing be uh, successful as as can be. Yeah, well, thank you, thank you so much, man. That means so much. And and you know, we, touching on the the three of us came from similar backgrounds. Like, don't get me wrong, training in a backyard under you know proper training, or you know at a in a uh, storage facility or in a dirt floor barn. You know, I think that 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 type of training can sometimes be invaluable because it helps you develop the type of grit, the type of hard work, the type of if I'm not going to quit during this, I'm never going to quit, you know? So I don't want to devalue that one bit, but I no. think, at the, I think at the house of champions, we are definitely taking that same type of intensity and, and grit and accountability, but we're molding it together with all these other things that are only going to help you be a, a more well-rounded pro wrestler, a more well-rounded entertainer, a more well-rounded, a sell for, you know, a promoter or a company when you're not just like, okay, well, I can do a lot of awesome moves that I learned, but I don't know how to do it. Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how to do uh, a promo. I don't know how to, uh, you, 
do, build a resume. I don't know how to uh, do a photo shoot, anything like that, because I was never taught. So that's why we want to teach the entire business. So you can mm -hmm. take this great wrestling, which only gets you so far. I mean, it's entertainment. So you yeah. want to take that great wrestling and kind of fill all the holes in with everything else that, that we wish we had when we first and it took, took years of painstaking labor to, to finally mm -hmm. get well, I, I and you know, here hearing you say that made me think of something that Kakoa would probably uh, be able to relate to this. But you, yeah, you learn these moves, but if you don't know where to put them, what are we doing? Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, that's where I think um, some aspects of the business has gone that could be better. Um, and some of it just comes from the generations, the one that like would include myself, you know, we didn't come up in a way where you were, let's say calling it in the ring and how much calling it in the ring, even back in the day was, was act, like, I don't know. I wasn't there. Um, however, there's there's a, a portion of it that like there's just repetition it that you can't replace repetition in this industry and and you know no matter what your skill set is there's only so much expediting of the learning process that is possible some of it is just reps and that can be in front of 10 people 10,000 people it doesn't matter it's you a dance partner or an opponent whatever you want to call it the ring and, and an audience. And like I said, it could be an audience of 10 people. But those reps, you've, you've got to have a certain amount of them before this shit starts to make sense. And until that, you are basically, it's, it's what backyard wrestling did to this profession. Um, you're doing moves. Mm -hmm. And so you do the moves that you, you know, do well and the ones that are going to impress your friends the most. And like that just only makes so much money if any at all you know it's like how many times are you gonna watch a guy do a triple flip before you know it just starts losing its luster you know so like by the hundredth time you've done that triple flip just means way less than it did the first time you did it and that's not necessarily a recipe for success not just in pro wrestling i'm talking just life you know if, if, if your skill that is making, that's going to pay your bills is going to diminish and become less impressive every time you roll it out there, like, mm, I, I don't know what kind of longevity does that give you? Yeah. Well, that's, that's actually a great point. That's why I didn't want to, to announce it yet, but I'll announce it here that at the house of champions, we're actually proud to say that we're going to teach the quadruple flip. Oh, oh fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. Yes. That's, yes, that's my one dad joke. The, the triple uh, Lindy. That's it. Remember that, yes. Dennis? Yes. 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 The Rodney Dangerfield days, huh? Remember it yeah. all too well. Back to school. Back to school. Hating myself with that one. <laughs> no, but that, I mean, that's that's a great point. Um, right. And Keikoa will be able to speak to this better because, you know, we're, you know, we, anybody's welcome in those doors and we're going to, going to be absolutely, you know, objective and, uh, you know, call it what it is. But we're going to be brutally honest. You know, we're going to love people when they get there. We're going to be kind. We're going to be encouraging. We're going to be a positive atmosphere. But we're not going to let people wrestle who aren't ready to wrestle. And uh, 
KK, you can kind of speak to that because I know that you've had to deal with that um, at your previous training. Yeah. Um, as far as, you know, being brutally honest and, you know, giving people what they need to hear, I'm sure, uh, you know, both of you can attest to how many times you've done a show, an independent show, and you're watching a match, you know, before you, and it's no fault to their own. They might be very inexperienced or they just weren't trained properly, whatever the case is, but they get to the back and they hug and embrace as if they just tore down WrestleMania and they're like, Oh man, that was yeah. the greatest thing ever. And you go, Whoa, what? Okay. And you just assume, <laughs> like, yeah, like, okay. And I could tear it apart. But I mean, if you, if you felt good about that, like it, it is what it is. And especially them not asking for that guidance, which then falls into, good reps by any means but you know but whatever the case is um you know again that brutal honesty is is how people get better and for anybody that's known me that's a, a main reason why a lot of people reach out to me and they they say hey man i because i'm i'm always unbiased i'm going to tell you if you're wrong i'm going to tell you if you're right i'm going to also tell you the other side of of what the case is and actually this happened recently and it's somebody that I consider uh, somebody I consider a friend. Yeah, I hadn't seen them in years. We were on an indie show a couple weeks ago, and he goes and he's and he had new gear, and he goes, "Hey man, what do you think about my gear?" And I said, "No, it looks fine." And he goes, "Really? You think it looks fine?" And I said, "Yeah, it looks fine." And he's like, "Man, I really thought you were gonna hate it." And I said, "Well, the the gimmick itself of your gear, it's a little bit confusing, but overall it looks fine. And then the conversation continues and he goes, man, I, I really thought that you were going to hate it. And I said, well, you're not trying to get signed. You just want to do this for fun. You want to do this on the weekend. So like your gear looks good for what you're trying to accomplish. And he goes, well, wait, who said I'm trying to get signed? I said, oh, you're trying to get signed? Well, then, yeah, that your gear is shit then, dude. You need to get rid of it because <laughs> you're there's all of these other people that have much more amazing gear than you do. And he goes, yeah, see, I told you you were going to hate it. I'm like, but I, I, I thought we had two different goals. So now if you want my honest opinion about where you're trying to get to, then yeah, that's completely different. It's the same thing. And I gave him the analogy. It's the same thing as if he asked me, you know, Oh, I put my Christmas lights up. How do you, how do you like them? And I'm like, Oh yeah, your Christmas lights look great. And he goes, I'm trying to be the best on the block. We have a competition. And I go, Oh no, but that guy's house is way better than yours. You're going to have to step it up. It's the same. It's the same concept. It's not me being a, a, an ass by any means. It's me giving you like, Hey, <laughs> you asked like, that's, that's my opinion. But mm -hmm. that honesty is so lost in the locker room right now because we all want to be buddy, buddy. And I get that too. But at the end of the day, are you really somebody's friend? If you're not giving them your honest opinion on, on, and helping them. So, the answer so is no. If you guys, if you guys know any good gear makers, I, I need new gear now. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I think I, um, I, you know, I agree with the with the brutal honesty. Um, I think it's there's a ton of yes men and women in our industry, and that goes across the board. Um, and you know, as human beings, like we want to be liked, um, but. You know, the, the issue with pro wrestling, too, is that it's so subjective, you know, and what it's so it's difficult to quantify what's good and bad. Like it, that's a very difficult question to, to answer, um, however it's applied, because pro wrestling is so subjective and what one person likes, you know, the the triple ending, 
you know, maybe one, one fan, that's the only thing they like. And then there's, you know, like I'll say it for, for myself, the, um, I don't want to see daylight in your stuff. I don't, I don't want to see, um, you know, I like it snug and I, and I like what we are portraying, but let's fucking face it here. Like kayfabe is at the least dying. Uh, make it look. Oh, yeah. Kayfabe is dead. Yeah. Just like that signal. <laughs> but I, so here's where I think it becomes insulting is when, because kayfabe is dead and because so much is, uh, has been exposed about our business People think they know, but that's where they can still be worked is they don't actually know. And it's become so like multiplied that I'm not sure anybody knows what's actually real and what's not even ourselves. And we're the ones out there doing it. Make it look the way it's supposed to look. This is my personal belief when it comes to pro wrestling. But if you're throwing a punch, make it look like a punch that a fan, and this is showing respect to the fans as well. Make it look the way that they would expect it to look if it was a shoot. So watch somebody actually throw a punch and, and try to do it in a manner that, that allows for that, uh, imagination and the suspension of disbelief etc etc like all of those things i think at one time in our industry were way more important um to the performers than they are now so now i think it's one of the things that's hurting our business is that people are they're not trying to like shield the cooperation they're not trying to you know mask the fact that like these two people are out there um, and they're not necessarily adversarial. So I think sometimes a little bit of animosity is a good thing. So like, oh, you giving brutal honesty to somebody and they take it the wrong way. And then work together. as long as everybody stays professional, you know what? It might not be the worst thing in the world. If he's like, you know what? I'm going to show this fucker Kakoa, you know, I, and, I don't think I think there's room in the business for that as long as everybody's professional. And I think like I think it's sorely needed. I think there's a visceral sort of there's a feeling and a vibe there to people's energy. And I think fans know and they love to jump on, oh well, you know, listen, I know this is a work, uh, but that they, they they look mad. Like how many times have guys been able to work people in that? direction like so let's take advantage of that we're the performers we decide like let's take advantage of that i've had instances where tempers have flared and i i've just loved it i've loved it more than anything else as long as everybody stays professional stay professional i don't know i just i think stay professional bobby just likes to fight that's all i think it it makes it makes perfect sense though it does as Dennis and I are fans, not knowing whether or not so-and-so and so-and-so, is it real or not? Mm-hmm. When yeah. you put doubt in my mind, it makes it that much better. Yeah, Take, yeah. for instance, last night when Cody uh, hit Brock 
and he i think he went a little hard uh, because i know he, he like split his nose but people are like oh did he really hit brock on purpose did, like well who gives a shit first of all it's brock lesnar i think he can take a punch from cody rhodes but there was that question that surrounded it like oh shit like that was that real like did he really right. did brock really beat the shit out of john cena right. yeah maybe yeah well and, and i think it's too okay. many occasions I think it's okay yeah, to have yeah. those questions, but I think ask them and then accept the answer that you get mm -hmm. and then leave it alone. Then yeah. let it go. Like there's no more, we can't expose this business to you any more than we already have. Like, I don't want I don't you to need Bobby to expose himself any more than he already has. <laughs> I've already uh, seen way too much of that. Yeah, I'm getting up on my soapbox. It's happening. <laughs> it's happening. I can Great. feel it. All right. So, uh, gentlemen, the the school. What what can you expect? Um, if I, you know, I'm I'm looking for a wrestling school. I'm a young guy, um, which I'm not. <laughs> we know that. But let's suspend our disbelief for a second. <laughs> What? Um, I'm looking to get get trained. Um, I'm in Orlando. What? Where? Where is the school to begin with? Let's let's get that out there first. Yeah, so it's in Longwood, um, which is you know just a suburb of Orlando, so very mm -hmm. very close. It's in the Orlando metro area, or you know the surrounding, sure. a, little, a little bit north. Um, but as far as uh, so your question is what what can we expect at the House of Champions? Yeah, so I'm coming through the I'm I, I come in uh, I come through the door um, I'm I'm ready to sign up I'm ready to do the thing um, I I want to get started um, What's this look like for me? Well, first of all, just I'll just run you through kind of what the package entails if you're a member. Um, obviously, you get you know class style training. Um, you can have uh, ring time um by yourself if you book that or you can have it with keikoa as your kind of one-on-one -on -one trainer or if there's a group training session um so that covers the actual in-ring wrestling aspect also we have a full gym um so as long as we are there um during operating hours you can come in and use the gym unlimited as much as you want you know before training or after a personal training session whatever you want we also have a cold plunge, which I don't know if you gentlemen have done that before, but if you have not, I highly recommend it. It will make you feel like you're not in your 40s because it's mm -hmm. insane. Um, so we have one of those, and that's uh, unlimited as well. And then we have an infrared sauna um, that we just hooked up and got that running today, actually, before uh, before this. So um, we are very heavy on the um, recovery aspect of the business as well, because as we all know, your body is not meant to fall backwards multiple times um, during a match. And then over a week and months and years in a lifetime that takes years off your life and everything that you can do to uh, stop that as much as possible or halt uh, father time from, from getting his grips on you, uh, the better. So we do have recovery aspects. Um, we do have a body work guy that will come in periodically. We have um, like the, the Norma tech boots that you can put on your, on your legs uh, if they're sore, you know, things like that. Um, we have a lot of, we have um, the, uh, the Theragun. TENS have, unit. TENS unit in, in the Theragun and all those things. So we, we're very, very high on uh, recovery. Mm -hmm. we, 
we also have uh, meal prep, on-site meal prep, so you can come in and we have a cooler. Um, we're working with a company called Get Fueled um, Nutrition here in uh, Longwood as well. So we have meal prep um, that has the exact like calories, macros on there, everything, so you can eat healthy as well. Um, we have supplements on-site um, for sale as well. Uh, we're working with Black Magic right now, um, a company that they actually, a fellow wrestler, he owns it. So we're trying to support him. He has great products as well. So as you can see, um, well, let me, I almost forgot about this. One of the most important parts is our marketing aspect too. Um, uh, I introduced y'all to my wife uh, earlier before we went live. Bobby, I'm not sure if you've met her or not, but she is a marketing guru and uh, okay. she's she will help. She, she's done all of the behind the scene ads for our like Instagram, uh, Facebook, nice. TikTok, all that stuff. So she's she makes us look a little more professional than we actually are, which is good. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to offer, uh, you know, promo classes between Keiko and I and marketing classes and how to, like we talked about earlier, present yourself to a promoter or to a business or make a highlight reel or do photo shoots. And, and you know, because let's be honest, especially nowadays when you have so much access to social media and the internet and, and all of the things, um, that stuff is as important or even arguably more important than what you actually do in the ring. Because if you have yeah. a character that gets over and is viral, a lot of people overlook um, some, some things in the ring as long as you're entertaining. So we have that as well. That goes along with obviously the fundamental baseline is our, is our wrestling. So, like I said, um, it's all encompassing. It's a one-stop shop. It's it's what I know that Keiko and I, and I'm sure you too, Bobby, wish that that we had coming in, where we can just go to one place, one site, and get every everything that we wanted in, and create the the total well-rounded, sculpted wrestler that that uh, you can you can be to to follow your dreams and whatever those are. Unbelievable. Yeah. That is unbelievable. I mean, my wrestling school, my I didn't have air conditioning. Yeah. <laughs> if we're if we're talking about you know again the bare minimum working out of a warehouse or you know whatever the case is yeah i mean even one of those things is more than what most wrestling schools have and something else that i've noticed that um most wrestling schools don't have is that aspect of guidance once you're on the independence working the independence working other you know overseas so on and so forth and helping you get to that next level. A lot of schools, it's just like, you're trained, okay, you're on your own. Or maybe the person that's in charge or training, they really didn't get to, they didn't have as, you know, maybe a successful longer run or a wide spread out run for, by any means. So it's not that they, they don't offer it, it's, it's because they don't, they don't know how to guide you in that direction. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of reputable schools that I have gone to that also don't follow that because they've, no offense to them by any means, but they've been so lost in the bubble of, you know, you know, they're the top company that they work for, that that's all they know. Now they've forgotten yeah. what it's like to, to have to grind and, and work. And they don't know what the rules are and in the locker room mm -hmm. etiquette nowadays, because they've been so stuck in their bubble. Again, that's great to have. That's a great problem to have, but not for the kids that are just coming out of school. Cause they're not going to go right there. It's, it's, it's not that way. Um, mm -hmm. Even speaking on, again, like locker room etiquette, rules on the road, these types of things, I wasn't warned about anything when I went overseas. I was taught all these old school rules, 
And then I went on the Indies and I'm like, yeah, they don't exist here. Like it's, it's not that mm-hmm. way. And then I go overseas to the UK and I'm like, Oh, there they all are. But now I have all this heat because no one warned me. I just mm-hmm. thought we, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was all the same everywhere else, but then, I, and then I had to make up that work, but there's, there's so much of that. And that's again, another thing that I, you know, I'm fortunate that I'm, I'm glad that people trust me because people reach out to me and go like, Hey man, I don't know how to type up a resume or, Hey man, I don't know how to contact a promoter. Like, what do I do? Or how should I approach them? Should I do this? Should I do that? And again, there's all of these gaps that are being missed. And I think that's again, going back to our original conversation of how the business has transitioned and, it, and a lot of these things have fallen off. And, mm-hmm. and, and another thing with us too, is we're not just like a term-based school. It's not like, Hey, you can come train with us for three months and then have a good career. You know, you can train with us as long as you want. And we actually encourage that, as Keikoa said, because we're going to do film review. We're going to um, get you into doors that maybe you couldn't have gotten into by yourself. I remember when I was finished training, it was probably a good maybe two or three months before I had my first match because I was like, okay, I'm trained. What do I do now? So it's it's a lifelong or career-long working relationship along with these wrestlers, not just, hey, I'll teach you the universal spot and then go have fun. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's it's a relationship. It's it's not just a business transaction. We we want to help build um, these guys. You know, obviously in professional wrestling, but also their mindset, their outlook on life. You know, their their professionalism just in life. You know, being being integrous, being resilient, being obedient. You know, being uh, relentless in everything that you do. It uh, pro wrestling is such a microcosm for life, and I really feel yeah. like at the House of Champions, we're going to teach these pro wrestling values which we're going to sneak in life values too so you know people will be ready to uh be resilient no matter what's thrown at them because pro wrestling throws a lot of uh odds and ends and, and twists and turns at you yeah i mean i i will say that one thing pro wrestling will definitely teach you um is to eat shit and to do it with a smile on your face and I don't mean that as negative as it, as it comes across. Um, but, you know, like a lot of things in life, you know, you got to pay the price to get, you know, I, I, you, you can't do it. There's few things you can do just for the payoff. You know, like what you learn in the process is that the, the value of the journey is part of the reward. And uh, pro wrestling is definitely one of those things. Um, And I think that you're right, Jamie, when you say that you're going to get some of these young um, aspiring wrestlers that are going to come in and, and yeah, you you know, they're going to learn life lessons from this um, dressed up as in, you know, wrestling clothing or however you want to put that. Um, but and that's something that like I, you know it's it's refreshing to hear you guys taking that seriously because these are lessons you know you're going to take in into your who you are as as an adult as a man as a woman you know as you become uh, on in life um so uh I, that is uh i think the the proper outlook to to have with this um Will there be um, like a conditioning sort of um, level that because I'm sure you're gonna you're obviously gonna do conditioning and in ring conditioning and you, you have the full gym so people are gonna be able to be there um, 
to work on their uh, presentation, their cardiovascular, their their bodies aesthetically, uh, obviously. But will there be um, sort of a conditioning standard that you will implement as as best you can, as far as um, you know, like uh, your daily training? Will there be um, will there be a conditioning piece to it? Coach Kelly, that is that is number one, sir. Okay, that is absolutely number one conditioning, right. and that's that's uh, it, it, man. I could speak on this for hours, but <laughs> what I well, I will summarize it with, and I'm sure again, we've all had these experiences. You you get into a match, especially when you know you're working with somebody that you might be unfamiliar with, and you know you're working with them, and you're you're trying to figure things out. And they're confident in, you know, how you're putting it together. And then 30 seconds in, you go, there's no way that we're going to be able to do this because you're not physically there. And it just takes away from everything else. If you don't have conditioning, you, you don't have anything. I don't care how great of a punch you can throw, a kick, mm-hmm. a clothesline, the quadruple flip that we've already given the secret sauce away. Thank you, Jamie. Um, you know, I don't care if, I, if we teach you that move. If you physically can't climb the rope at the end of the match because you're, you're right. gassed the gills, like – you know, you're, you're done. If you, you know, can't do one drop down without, you know, blowing a lung out, like what it, that's number one. And, and honestly, I've already, you know, been planning this when, you know, as students are coming in and as, you know, they're learning to roll and, you know, they're starting to learn how to bump before even we even get into rolls, I'm going to say like, Hey, let's, let's see what even type of physical condition you're in. Because that's really going to expose where you are. And then you're going to realize, hey, this is this is where I am. And this is where I need to get to. Um, There's a lovely drill that I've learned um, that has nothing to do with anything wrestling. uh, Let me rephrase that. It has nothing of wrestling drills like anybody can do this that has no wrestling experience whatsoever. Um, I've learned this series of drills and it's definitely a test to see where your cardio level is. And I would say 98% of the people that try this drill never finish. And it's essentially just to one, the first task is, can you finish the drill? Then the second task is, okay, how fast can you finish it? If you can finish it and then try to beat your time, you know, as you do it, but most, the majority of people don't, and that's a real test. But yeah, if you, if you don't have conditioning, you, you don't have anything doesn't doesn't matter right. how good you are right well i think um to again uh at the risk of letting the cat out of the bag here um it's on you keep you know your your opponent your uh dance partner whatever you want to call it you, you know you're um, responsible for each other and if um you can only do things let's call it the right way um when you're uh let's talk like in terms of like video games when your uh power meter is all the way up is the only time that you can perform properly then what happens when it's halfway down or three quarters of the way down are you then doing things in a fashion that is gonna put um everything at risk and uh that's that's not being a good um, a good 
coworker. Let's just call it that. You know, you're you're now not a good coworker of mine, and that won't do a whole lot to foster a good uh, work environment, et cetera, et cetera. So, like, it all, you know, the shit rolls down the mountain, and it, and it all it all kind of a domino effect sort of thing. So, um, it's good to hear that the conditioning is going to be such a, a focal point um, because I. I mean, I, I personally couldn't agree more. Um, really think that's a, a huge piece that I think also too. let's try to, I think it's on us as performers to, to um, force people to do away with the, oh, well that's fake. And yeah, I could do what they do. Like maybe, maybe you can. I can't a good chance that you can't and (laughs) and it's uh i think it's it it, you know we have to take some responsibility as performers in that we've let that become the thing you know and that and maybe it's a matter of not wanting to hurt people's feelings etc etc and i'm not here to rain on anybody's parade but let's face it like some people that think they can be pro wrestlers or want to be pro wrestlers, a desire to be that um, one, you might not really have that desire. And two, it's just sometimes not enough. You can want all you want, but Mm. you, you may just not have it. And like that needs to come out in the wash before you are on a show and and people are paying their money that they go to work for to come see you so i think there's a certain standard that needs to be set that you know it's it's been stepped on a little bit let's call it that and uh i think you know a a school like the one you guys have described here tonight um maybe we'll we'll start to do a little something to to kind of put that back into place um and and i think it's i I think it's needed you know absolutely man and i I couldn't agree more and i'm just telling you the the amount of difficulty to be a good solid pro wrestler like i i played college football and that pales in comparison into how hard pro wrestling is because not only do you have to be an athlete, you have to be an actor, you have to be a, um, a stunt man, you have to do all these things. You have to remember everything. And so you're right. It, it is a little too easy because I do think people get the pass and saying, Oh, well, he's good enough. He can go do a show maybe because they're trying to get money out of him or they're not trying to hurt somebody's feelings. We, like I said, the door is open for anybody who wants to come and try this out and is serious about it, but we're going to be extremely, honest while still being you know loving and kind but we're going to give you the truth because we don't want to uh lead you on and we don't want to waste our time either so we the the minute that anybody steps in that door we expect a championship mindset which is greatness and excellence and how you do one thing is how you do everything so it starts with the roles it starts with the conditioning it starts with getting there early it starts there with helping set up the ring or uh, close down at the end of the night or treating each other with respect or the the words that come out of your mouth or you know the, the type of attitude that you have how you do one thing is how you do every single thing and, and you're not going to be in there if unless you're excellent about every everything that you're doing and you're trying to live a life as a champion 
Yeah, and I and I like that you said the words that you that you chose because I, I don't think I even told Jamie this story, but so I had uh, I had a school in Pennsylvania f- for a very short period before I ended up moving to Florida, and my mindset, my mentality, my rules essentially were exactly what Jamie said um, it, it, way before I even met him, um, and I'll and I'll tell you a great story about again how you carry yourself rules and, you know, being a good person, so on and so forth. I had a student that was doing very well. He was essentially the head of head of the class. He was the, the most talented. He was very hard worker. Um, uh, all my students would come with me to essentially every show that I was on so that they could essentially take these field trips, learn, meet the promoters, set up the chairs, do the groundwork so that when they are ready, they already have these connections. They already know these promoters. They already have done the groundwork. So when they're ready, it's like, hey, my students doing matches now. So if you want to, if you have a spot, you know, you're more than welcome to throw them on. And that student ended up getting a match. He got thrown onto an MCW show. He was booked. And then another show, he came with me just like all of the other students. And the main event was over. It was time to clean up. And he went to all of his classmates and said, hey, man, I'm just going to get out of here. I'm a little tired. I'm going to see you guys in the morning when we had oh. training on Sunday. And I and he said bye to everyone but coach because he knew what he was doing. He knew that he would get in trouble. He knew that I would say no. And he said that he was tired. I know for a fact that he just wanted to, you know, go crash at his girlfriend's house and spend a little bit of time with her. But either way, at the end of the day, you made your commitment and you're leaving your, your boys behind. You're leaving, the, you know, your classmates behind. So as soon as I got done with my match and I came out and they were like, hey, did, did this guy say bye to you? And I said, no, where is he? And they told me he left. I immediately walked to the back. I went to the promoter and I said, hey, make sure you pull him off that show because he just abandoned you. He abandoned you when it's when it's cleanup time. He abandoned all of his classmates. That's not that's not what we teach. That's not what I'm about. And he immediately pulled him off. And then I had to tell him the next day of training. It does like it's it's part of the, the old rule you never stop paying your dues you're always you know have to be a good person there's always a, a, a lending hand that you can do and again he left everyone high and dry and so just like jamie is saying it, we have to teach all of these other aspects and there has to be that tough love that we have to have at the end of the day and that brutal honesty and he messed up and he had to own up to it like do, do you think professional athletes just well i i guess some of them probably do but do you think they just don't ever practice or don't ever show up and work out don't ever recover don't ever watch film and they just show up on sundays and play like why why do you think that why do people think that pro wrestling is so different that they don't have to go to training they don't have to set up they don't have to tear down they don't have to put in all the work behind the scenes they can just show up and be the main event and tear the house down it's like that's that's not how it works so just like Keiko has said, his, the same principles that he instilled in his uh, his previous training, we're going to do the same thing, but even even more to to the nines here at the uh, the House of Champions. Because anybody that walks through the door and then goes to true promotion, they have our name, our values, all that is stamped right on their forehead. We're, they're going to say, "Oh, well, maybe that's how the House of Champions. Maybe they don't stay late. Maybe they don't help clean up. Maybe they are full of themselves and think that they're just the main event, or they're they've arrived, or they're over." But I'll tell you what, that's not what we're going to teach. That's not what we're going to let any of our students uh, embody when they go out into the world and actually start working. And uh, that's we're, we're totally aligned with that because that's not any way to be a pro wrestler. And that's also not any way to, to live your life, to think that you're above or you're higher than anything. So we're definitely not going to do that there. 
Yeah, the only pro the only pro uh, athlete that ever just didn't practice was Allen Iverson. I'm pretty sure he he talked about practice though a lot. He just yeah yeah just just talk talked about practice, about a little bit. not a game. Right. Not, gotta, I thought I thought you were gonna say Antonio Brown. Oh no, um, Antonio Brown just leaves. I think. He, well, he, I mean, he, he owns the team now, so maybe he's doing something right. Yeah. yeah. What does What does he need to do? He, not only does he just leave, he left in the middle of a game one time. <laughs> yeah. I. What's he doing with the suit that he wears? Like he looked like. Um, he got that from your closet. show when he did Rick James. Like, <laughs> it looked like Dave Chappelle dressed up as Rick James. Like yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't uh, take it serious. You ought to see the shoes. So the, the one time that I did have a, a, a brief encounter with him, um, not only is he a clown show and a clown of a human, but he was wearing the, the clown Crocs, essentially. They were platform Crocs that I've never seen before in my life. Uh-huh. So they were the Croc, and then they had a, a sole on them that was like this thick. He looked – it was one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen in my life. And he was wearing it with his suit. Man. You own. could smell what the croc was cooking, huh, Dennis? I could smell what his crocs were Whoa! cooking. Did there? Smell, smell, yeah, Come smelled on. a little bit like Come skunks. Smell what the croc? I didn't say. Come on. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, um, uh, what you're saying about the, um, you know, having having that stamp on them is is pretty accurate. You know, I I can remember coming up and we were DeVito's guys and uh you know you, you carried his name and if you were you know screwing up and you weren't paying dues the way that you're expected to um that showed bad on him and I never wanted to make him look bad you know and still to this day like I have a very good relationship with Tony and I think that a lot of that speaks to the fact that I, I did take it serious. And um, I think that that's what you want in your students is for them to understand that like, okay, you come in here and if I'm giving this knowledge to you and I'm teaching you how to do this, like I'm also co-signing for you as a human being. And so you can't go out into this business that I've spent 20 some odd years trying to make sure that I had a, a, a good reputation and and um drag that through the mud like i i can't have you doing that so um 100 i think that's a, that's a huge uh a huge respect factor that that should remain in the business um and and should be played forward at, at every yeah every chance it, it, it can you know that's the way it goes because then you, you get you get trained you get put out into the world you're a young kid in the business. And then one day, you know, you're wrestling Bobby fish, you know, and then on a, on a, on a, you know, small independent show up North and you go, Oh, well, I'm just about to shit my pants. So let's see how this goes. And then, you know, you have a good match. You still have your pants at the end of the day. Oh yeah. I kept, I kept the pants. I framed them (laughs) with the shit in them. I hope. Yeah, actually, it, it, I wish it was the, uh, the the days of the jersey trade because then I could have given him my shitty pants and then, you know, he could have <laughs> gave me his gear from that night. So could have been the good yeah. jersey trade there. <laughs> that would sell. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, that'd probably be somewhere on the internet right now going for more money than I make in a week. <laughs> <laughs> ah! 
Maybe. I don't know. I make a lot of money each week. I'm a very wealthy man, guys. Very wealthy. Many leather-bound so, books. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very wealthy. He smells of rich mahogany. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, soft open this weekend? May the soft. 6th. Yes, so soft opening. If you are signed up to the uh, newsletter, it is Thursday and Friday from 6 to 9 each night. Mm-hmm. And it's open to the public uh, on Saturday, starting at four o'clock, and we're going to uh, culminate with a WWE watch party for the uh, the Backlash pay per view. Oh, so just, nice. uh, it'll go Very until cool. that's over. And so, yeah, come come on, come on, come all. We're going to have uh, tours show you what we have to do. You can come and get a workout in. You can get the cold plunge. You can get in the infrared sauna. Keiko is going to going to run a little uh, abbreviated training session each day. Uh, we're going to have food. We're going to have uh, you know, prizes, snacks. Uh, we're going to, like I said, we're going to watch the pay-per-view and we're just going to have the community in and come in and love on them and, and show you guys a little bit of what we have to offer. We're going to have a lot of fun. Cool. So this is the yeah, soft and- open and then what, where, where do operations go from uh, beyond this weekend? So this is a soft opening. Um, we're going to start the actual training within the next couple of weeks. Um, and we're going to have our grand opening on uh, Saturday, uh, June 24th. Okay. Nice. Great. Nice. Yeah, but we're going to be and also also the a big piece is uh, if you were signed up for the newsletter and you come and you sign up for your to start your training, you're essentially in the running to get a full year membership for free if you are selected. We are running essentially a, a little contest amongst the new students to see who is going to win a, a year membership which is an insane deal just from signing up for a newsletter and then, you know, starting with the school, Um, you you know, again, look at it as essentially, you know, full college, uh, college scholarship. I mean, it's, it's, and and that's all, not all from signing up for training. That's not only just the ring. That's the entire gym, the entire workout, cold that's play, everything. recovery, marketing, everything. Um, another thing that uh, another um, great, uh, uh, aspect and perk of, of of this weekend if you come in and sign up is you'll get uh, our seminars or our, our talent evaluations for free and we have a, a really big one coming up that uh, we're going to announce soon um, a talent evaluation where where somebody comes in and you're able to actually kind of show them your stuff and so you'll be able to uh, get free access to that which is uh, not available to the public for, for free so um, a lot of perks and benefits on coming in uh, this weekend and signing up for a year membership. Um, and that's just, just to start. We've, we've got more bells and whistles out there too. Okay. Uh, I mean, it all sounds incredible. And uh, so is this is to people that are coming in, no experience whatsoever. And then how about, you know, somebody that's been working a, a couple of years or, got trained and then they lost track of their coach and they didn't get finished training or like, I mean, are we, we welcoming all um, ability levels or. Yeah. Yeah, yes. ab- absolutely. Um, so, so coach and K, that's something he's, that I've trying to uh, evaluate it. You know, once we get in there, you know, basically if you're a beginner, you can, you can come or if you're more well-seasoned, he will, he will, you know, make that call. We also have drop-ins for people who want to just rent the ring for an hour or two, or want to have one-on-one personal training with him. But uh, yeah, it's, it's anywhere from first time lacing them up to 20 some odd years in, in the business. We, we welcome everybody. We don't, uh, we don't discriminate there. 
Okay. Yeah. And as far as the, the, the differences between, you know, like you've said, if somebody, you know, got some training, they've been wrestling for a year and they come in, it's again, it's an unbiased opinion. I'm going to tell you what my honest opinion is if you come in and, you know, I get to see you roll around and, and see what you might have learned or, you know, where your gaps are, so on and so forth. And then kind of, you know, guide you in that direction and say like, hey, beginner's class might not be for you. But, you know, coming into these sessions, you know, these one-on-one sessions or a little group training, that might be more your direction. I've told people that have gotten training that, you know, they should get their money back. Um, And that's, again, just being like the God honest truth of and saying, like, I'm really sorry to to, to tell you that. And you probably feel like you wasted that time and energy and, and that money. And but that's fine. It is what it is, but now we're looking forward. You're clearly here because you want better training or you want to, you know, continue on with your training, your education and, and succeed in this business. So now that you're here, now let's move forward. If that's starting over, then that might be for you. If that's starting from the middle, then that might be you. But we welcome sure. all experience levels. Yep. Sure. No matter where you are in the business, we got a spot for you. Well, I'd rather hear that now than to hear that a year from now, you know, like, Wherever it is, you know, you're, you're kind of meeting people where they are um, and wherever they are, uh, the sooner you get um, a, an unbiased opinion, you know, and a, an honest assessment, um, the better off you are in the grand scheme. And, and I think it's important to have an eye on the long game and not the short game. Um, yeah, we don't want to waste anybody's time. We, we want to yeah. be honest and we want to work together, whatever that goal is. We want to, you tell us what you want to do. We're going to work as hard as we can to get you there. And we don't want to waste anybody's time in the process. And there's Zordon. Very cool. Well, it sounds, um, it sounds like you guys certainly have your heart in the right place when it comes to this. Um, your head seems to be in the right place as well. And I think as long as those things are aligned, um, I don't know, man. Sky should be the the limit. Um, people uh, that might have interest um, from out of state, uh, what would they should they contact you guys? Uh, social media, um, yeah. You know, so if it's, can... if it's not in Orlando, do I have to be a local? No, absolutely not. Um, we've already had people fly in just for one on one sessions. Um, we. Uh, we, we definitely uh, encourage you to either hit us up on socials or email us and, and we can get you in for, for anything that you're looking to do. Um, you definitely okay. don't have to be local. Obviously, it works better if you're going to do like the weekly training if you are local so you don't have to yeah. travel all day, every day. But um, we have, you know, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. We have our email. So just hit us up and tell us your situation. And, and you know, it's it's not one size fits all. It's it's a la carte. You know, we we, we try to serve the wrestling community as a whole so you definitely don't have to be local to orlando um we'll we'll still be able to help you out what are the socials real quick so on instagram it is at the hawk underscore pro on it's uh facebook.com slash the hawk pro all one word t-h-e-h-o-c-p-r-o and uh com. and our gmail is um House of Champions Pro at gmail.com. The I'm sorry, the House of Champions Pro at gmail.com. So the social links will be in the description of the podcast as well. I'll put those up for you guys. So if uh if you hung with us this entire time, 
and you want those, or you didn't, and you'd actually just read the description, those are all the socials and stuff. So hit them up and uh, get involved in this if you're looking to. It's a one yeah. of one. It's a one of one. Yeah, I think it's awesome. Um, it's great. I, I am 100% behind it. Um, and I, 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 you know, I'm going to just throw this out there, guys. Uh, everybody's seated, so I feel safe in uh putting this out there but your uh first t-shirt um i've got <laughs> sit down i need you Kiko, i need you to sit down just <laughs> just just for safety reasons here because it's gonna blow you away and this but is i got your first t-shirt guys and it's can you smell what the hawk is cooking folks what? where's the line <laughs> why did we not think that? that was that you dennis yeah we sounds like we need a new marketing guy. You're it, Bobby. You just got yourself a job. All right. Well, hey, you know, I could uh, I could use some extra scratch. So. <laughs> That's awesome. Run. I love it. Good. Run. <laughs> All right, Frank. Yeah, guy. Frank. Yeah, say something. What do you got, Frank? Frank? What do you got? Nothing at all. But you can get this T-shirt. This T-shirt. Perfect. Where can you get it, Dennis? bobbyfishapparel.com is the only official bobby fish and the undisputed podcast website there is that other shit that you're buying if you're buying it, it it's bootleg shit bobbyfishapparel.com yes i said that with some real angst yes. too like i was like i was angry about people you did anger. there was anger and contempt in your voice dennis yeah because stop getting it yeah. elsewhere bobbyfishapparel.com we got mouse feed right yeah, Frank's got mouths. Right, to I got bills to pay. Yeah. Yes. Sons of bitches. You got to pay for a long right. guy. <laughs> well, gentlemen, thanks for coming on. Uh, any, because uh, you're both active wrestlers, any um, any upcoming bookings or anything you'd like to plug over our airways? I don't know. Here? I don't know anything. Uh, yeah, so NWA is going to be in Winston-Salem for the Crockett Cup uh, first week of June. Um, so looking forward to that. Ooh. It's a Saturday and a Sunday um, pay-per-view and uh, live event, followed by a week of tapings for NWA Power and USA. So looking forward to that. Then um, that's just in man, Very four and cool. a half short weeks. Nice. Yeah. What a superstar. What a plugger. What a plugger. Yeah. Um, for myself, um, I, my my uh, my schedule has been heavily focused on this, so um, I definitely held off on a couple bookings at the beginning of May. But I will be back May twentieth um, for MCW. Um, we're looking very much forward to that, and we have a big summer schedule coming up as well, um, especially in July. So for anybody that's not familiar with MCW, which is Maryland Championship Wrestling, um, to me it is the pinnacle of. Uh, of, of wrestling in the, in the North now, as I'll say, Maryland and up. Um, I, I believe that MCW is top tier uh, amongst the independents. So if you haven't checked out an MCW show, you absolutely need to, you're missing out. Uh, it's, it's somewhere when I finally uh, was able to start wrestling for them, I wasn't going anywhere else, especially after Very I moved cool. from Pennsylvania to Maryland. I was like, nope, I'm, I'm still be here. Uh, so okay. very passionate about it. We put out a great product. So definitely check us Very out. Cool. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Well, guys, uh, thanks for coming on. I, for one, am super excited um, for your soft opening and then your official opening uh, later in July. In June. June. End of June. June. Um, 
So, uh, like I said at the at the uh, at the beginning of this conversation, um, I think it's something that's uh, needed. I think there's a void at times in the industry, and uh, a, a good quality place to get trained and to uh, kind of hone the craft that we know as pro wrestling is um, is important. So, um, I applaud this and. Uh, Man, I can't wait to see uh, see what's to come from you guys. Well, thank you guys so much, man. We appreciate you uh, putting us on the show and help us get the word out. Um, I know, Bobby, you're in Orlando a lot, so obviously we're hoping to see you a lot. But, uh, yeah. guys, if you ever make it down from uh, New York where it's, like, snowy and cold and, and miserable, if you want to come down <laughs> where it's That's nice sunny, and sunny yeah. and, you know, yes. 80 degrees and, and warm, you're more than welcome. Hit us up. You can come and uh, – Get in the ring, you can get in the cold plunge, whatever. You guys are more than I'm welcome. coming for the cold plunge. I know that. Hey, we got it, baby. We got it hooked up. It should be at uh, low 40s right now as we speak. All right. I'll be there tomorrow. Get Frank and I will come. Frank will get in the ring. I'll watch. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Frank. Good. Nothing. Dennis. Dennis. Guys, thank you for coming on. I'd, I'd, listen, I mean, I'm not involved in the business but i think everything you you said about what you're doing uh is is fantastic and i applaud the two of you for putting it together and uh some good shit i thank you for coming on the show thank you guys so much look at that thank you guys usually had, had something to say <laughs> weird all right bobby say good night come on dennis you damn it sorry all right that's it say good night bobby good night bobby no, no, you're frozen. Just say goodnight, Bobby. Goodnight, Bobby. Hi, <laughs> <Hi>, Bobby. <laughs>